You're listening to the High Hill Hustlers podcast with world-renowned high-performance business coach, Ashling Smith-Vance. You'll hear career-changing coaching strategies and the motivation, mindset, and marketing secrets that success-focused, high-performance female executives use to align their purpose with their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. Each week, you'll hear from high-performing female executives who have hustled to success while overcoming adversity in the face of overwhelming challenges. And now, without further ado, please welcome your coach and mentor, Hustlin' and Heels, it's Ashling Smith-Vance. Hello and welcome to the High Heel Hustlers podcast. I'm your host, Ashling Smith-Vance, and I'm delighted to have you here with me today. We have a very special episode today because I'm interviewing a very dear friend of mine, Crystal Lynn. Crystal is coming to us all the way from Texas, where she has been spending lockdown with her family. We're very lucky to have her because usually she is sailing the high seas in her role as senior beverage manager for the P&O cruise lines and in particular the Carnival UK cruise. Um, Crystal and I worked together almost a Actually, it is 10 years ago. While we lived in China, Crystal was the hospitality manager for the Porterhouse Irish Bar and Restaurant in Shanghai while I was the event and marketing manager. We had an amazing time together as we leveled up in China and we learned to apply our skills into a world where we had never been before. Crystal has grown to amazing heights in her career since our our time in China and she is leveling up to C-level executive status. I'm so excited for her to share her story with you and to inspire you that if you ever thought about pursuing a life in the seas, what that might look like and the opportunities that would actually um, behold for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Please stay tuned to hear all of Crystal's amazing stories and of course to learn what a superb leader she is and what when you apply the the process and the thought process that people are more important than profits, what that can actually do for you in the long run. I hope that you enjoy today's episode and I look forward to receiving your feedback. Crystal Welcome to the High Heel Hustlers podcast. It's so good to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to see you, to speak to you, and to, to have this conversation with you. So, I would love for you to begin by introducing yourself to the audience, who you are, where you are in the world, and what you do. Okay, so I'm Crystal. I am currently in Texas. Uh, but I live in San Diego. I am the senior beverage operations manager at Carnival UK for PL Cruise Line. So I essentially run and manage all of the beverage operations on board our cruise ships, and that can be up to 20 venues, 150 team members um, from all over the world. So a uh, pretty big operation. Um, uh, on a day-to-day, you're kind of managing let's say a coffee shop and a lounge and a disco and a champagne bar at all at the same time. And then you have all of your team leaders that are going to, uh, you know, ask for direction and guidance. So it's a, it's a, it's a big operation. It's a lot of fun. You get to travel the world while doing it. So 
it's a good time. It's amazing. It's obviously really, really tough time for you. So it's why you're in Texas now. And I'm so lucky to be able to grab you as a, as a um, interviewee at the moment, because you're usually out in the high seas traveling to exotic and amazing locations all over the world <laughs> i'm so, always so jealous looking at your instagram and facebook and seeing like all of these beautiful beaches but i know that you work really really hard behind the scenes of course it's a it's not um an easy ride now i've never been on a on a cruise i'm afraid to say i know we were supposed to hook up a few years ago and we just never got the chance mm -hmm. to but um tell for anybody like me who hasn't been on a cruise tell us a little bit more about like what what the what the life is like at high seas because that's quite different to what it is such a different industry absolutely it's such a different industry um and unless you've done it or you've actually been on a cruise, it's really difficult to understand. Uh, we get a lot of funny questions and it's funny because on the cruise ship, we'll have like, the cruise director will have uh, a couple of the top silliest questions that a guest will ask us and rightly so i mean if they don't know but they'll say things like do you live on the cruise ship or uh, do you you know and it's kind of like we're in the middle of sea no where do we get flown in on a helicopter of course we live you know on board and so they'll ask questions like that but it is a it's a for you know you get four months on two months off two months off depending on your position and it is a full-time 24 7 operation i mean you know you do get time off obviously in accordance to maritime law but when you are in guest areas on your time off you, you you have to keep up that that smiley happy customer service style self so so that's kind of like a big part of why you get two months off because after four months of doing that you, you know it's just time to take a small break take a vacation it's really like a resort hotel type lifestyle so uh What's great about it, though, is that you do get to travel the world and it is encouraged, highly encouraged by all of your, you know, your leadership that you do take time for yourself to go ashore and explore the, the new areas, you know, where we are. So um, depending on, you know, what your shift is and what your schedule is like, you can take, you could go out for lunch in Rome or, you know, you, you dock in Greece and you can get the evening out for a nice wander, a nice walk or a jog in the park or something like that. So it's really nice. You get all the opportunity to see, all, you know, all over the world. It's incredible. It's like nothing you've ever, it, it would be something you've never experienced, you can kind of relate to because we do work very hard. Like I said, I'm running an operation uh, of 150 team members, different nationalities, and the there are gonna be challenges that come with that. The challenges, you know, you're working with other departments to make this floating hotel work. You know, so I need to, I need to work with the deck department if I have spills on deck or I need to work with housekeeping or, you know, so, you know, it, you, you have to come together and you have to have a, a collaboration. Um, and it's not just different departments, it's different nationalities and different cultures. So your culture can be different from mine and we have to communicate on that same level and be very transparent on what our end goal is. And so... So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big job. <laughs> wow. It's, it's massive. I think sometimes, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, you work in a cruise ship. It's, it's not, there's no um, thought that goes into it after that. That's why I've always been so interested in the intricacies. And I think I, I, I'm just really interested in people's careers because there's always so much more to it than the, the initial perception. So let's, how long have you worked in the industry and how did you get into it? 
So I started about eight years ago, um, and currently, as you know, due to the current uh, situation with um, you know the pandemic, I am put on pause for that. Our operations are set to uh, probably start again in in October, and from what I understand, you know, we're going to put in uh, higher safety measures to ensure that our sanitization skills are are enhanced and. Um, that we're very careful. So, uh, which we always have been. We've always been at the height of sanitizing. You know, it's just one of our basic, you know, that's normal for us. But so, being put on pause, it's given me some time for reflection. You know, what do I enjoy? How did I get into this? What do I enjoy the most from it? And I, it all started because I was traveling around, uh, doing kind of bits you know, getting opportunities with different jobs. And I always worked food and beverage and I was always running operations or being a part of operations. But after that kind of ended, the travel ended, I realized that that was my passion. Traveling is my passion. What can I do to continue traveling and get paid for it? And somebody, I think Brendan Brophy, if you remember, I think he, he was one of our, uh, one of our leaders on another project that we had done together. He had actually said that, you know, look into doing cruise ships because that is something that, you know, that you get paid really well for and you get to travel the world. So I had, I, I just, you know, I kind of applied not thinking you're not having any expectations. And, uh, I, I, I got on board and I was hooked. That was it for me. Now what's great about the cruise ships is that you do get lots of opportunities to, uh, progress internally and get promoted internally. So after I started as a bar supervisor at the time, so overseeing staff members and still running the operation, um, but I kind of moved up into human resources. So then I did HR specialists where I then would do development and training of onboarding of team members, uh, nurturing those new hires, making sure that everyone was, you know, feeling kind of uh, getting used to that cruise ship life. Um, and then from there, um, I transitioned back into the bar operation world, but I learned you get, you learn, you have throughout your time, you get kind of nurtured with all these new skill sets and they develop you. What do you want to learn? And you have the time to go and, and, and learn as many things as you'd like. So, uh, it is, it's just such a great, it's, if you, for anyone out there that was kind of on the cusp of, should I go, should I do the cruise ships? It is such a wonderful opportunity mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And, and what has been your favorite position then? What would you say if you, if it happened that you couldn't, you know, go forward with, with, with continuing? Thank God they're, they're coming back um, mm-hmm. on board in October, but there is still some time. So, you know, if, if, if a position came up for you today, what would be your favorite skill set to, to carry with you into your next role? I really, I enjoy, I have, I enjoy running operations. I enjoy leading. I enjoy, um, you know, uh, just kind of putting the pieces together to make things happen. But at the end of the day, I think uh, training and development for me to train my team, to develop my team, to get them to, to help them progress in their careers. So for me, how can I get you where you want to go? Where do you want to be? Let's get you there. Let's make an action plan. Let's sit down and let's see what, what are the goals that you need? Because a lot of people don't really know how to navigate their, their goals. They need to, they don't understand setting smart, measurable, you know, time efficient goals. They kind of just say, I want to get here. 
they don't really know how to get there. So I really enjoy kind of putting together those pieces to get them there. Um, so sitting down, making action plans. If I could find something where, you know, I'm able to incorporate that into running an operation, that's, that's a dream, dream job. But you're also having had the opportunity to work with you in the past um, on one of my favorite projects that I've ever worked on in my life. Because um, I know, firstly, how amazing you are with people first and foremost and secondly <laughs> how good you are at Thank running you. a project because you like you're just this beautiful bubbly personality you understand people you get them and like we worked in China under like you know quite stressful situations sometimes you 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 everything was a breeze for you you were just able to to make it oh. all like light-hearted and like you, you you definitely took off the the edge like it's definitely in, in from from my uh, experience in working with you it's something that's so beautiful that you bring to the table um but i guess what other unique skills do you feel really help you you know to to help these people and, and to do the roles that you really enjoy Thank you for those kind words, uh, Ashley. That's so sweet. I really appreciate that. Um, I I think one of the biggest things that I learned from one of my mentors was team building. Um, to to constantly doing team building, bringing your team together, and letting them know that a appreciation, recognition. So one of my biggest things, no matter where I am, is to set time up, set personal time for that. So. Either we're going to do a team meeting, and in that team meeting, we're going to have one, you know, one um, uh, little kind of uh, icebreaker during that team meeting where we're all going to tell us a little bit about each other, or we're going to do a personality test. You know, nothing longer than 10 minutes. It's all that you need. But you do something like something like that, or you gather them in a big group where it's an appreciation-style event where you're, hey, this is a big recognition. Thank you all for your hard work and your efforts. Either way, you get them together, you acknowledge who they are, what they've done, what they brought to the table. And I think that's been one of the things that has made, that I feel that has contributed to my success over time is because my team comes back to me and says, I remember when we did this, you know, personality test and it just made everyone laugh and we had a good time that learned a little bit about each other at the same time we're we're going back into it going back into work and we're talking we're having difficult conversations with each other but we're also not taking it personally because we know that it is just about business you know and so i think that's, that's a really very important nice. how did that impact not to cut across you crystal but that i think you know team building or giving a shit about their staff is something a lot of businesses don't <laughs> do you know they're like you're just here to work so just go and do your job right and, and any business that I've worked for, they've never given a shit about, um, about team building. You were just there to do your job and that was it and be glad to have a job. And I, it's, a, it's a big thing that, that I think is really, really important because if you know exactly how you said, if you know who the personalities of your, of your fellow employees and if you're having like difficulty communicating with each other, maybe it is because you've got different communication styles which is hard to right. understand unless you're on a level doing that kind of team building and training and, and leveling up together, right? A hundred percent. And like I said, uh, one of the, the biggest things for me was being on a cruise ship where you have 96 different nationalities working together, right? Yeah. And so you, 
so you have 96 different nationalities working together and you have to try to understand how this nationality would prefer to be spoken to you know and you have to nurture that as well and you have to and this and it's also not just an a nationality it's a it's a personality type uh, that this person needs a little more attention and this person needs to be a little, needs a little more assertiveness and directness. So you just kind of have to navigate through that. So yeah, I think it's a progressive thing for these team buildings. I mean, it hasn't always been the way, like you said, people don't really nurture that. They're kind of, their mindset is, Hey, we're here to get the job done. Let's get the job done. You know? Mm -hmm. And so this has more been a, um, something that I've been doing for the past. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'd say between five, five, five to 10, five to eight years that I've been trying to put these, uh, add this into my, into my team, into my meetings and things like that. Um, you're not always going to get, uh, it's not always going to be, uh, received well, it's not going to be received well at first, you know, people kind of shy away from it or don't want to do it, or especially the younger crowd. You know, I managed a team in California, a small team of 40 for when I worked for the company uh, I fly, and they were quite new to this. They didn't understand it. They were very young, younger aged entry level uh, employees, and they 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 were a little bit resistant to it at first, you know, so it took some time for them to kind of grasp that concept of, oh, hey, this is actually good for us. And, um, you know, this is a good time for, you know, we're having a good time. We're learning about each other. So you got to you do have to find your audience for it, I, I think. You yeah, know. that's really interesting. So what, you know, when people were resistant and I can imagine uh, different people of different nationalities would be resistant as well because you know some people like to get on with their jobs like um, what benefit like when when they got over the resistance what kind of benefits do you think that it it, it had then on their lives in it at work obviously I remember, I remember we were doing a meeting and uh, we were kind of, I think it was going into a new year and we did, I think the, the, the team building was like, okay, everybody like take that one thing from 2019 that really stressed you out. It could be me. It could have been the job. It could have been money, whatever it is. Take that one thing. Let's uh, write it down. And, and you, this is, no one's going to see this. This is just for you. And so you write it down and then, and then we threw it into a bucket and then we had everyone throw it into a bucket. And then we were like, that's it. It's gone. It's over. It's in the trash can. Now let's get rid of it and let's move on to a new level and to a new chapter. And, you know, is that release. And I had a few team members come in after the meeting and say, you know, that was really like, they didn't know what to expect out of it at first, but then they kind of said, Oh, I, I really enjoyed that. That was really nice. Like I feel like, Oh my God, you know, a little piece of my stress has come off my shoulders, which I just didn't expect because it was just a time. You never know how much something influences someone or how much you influence someone. And everyone's always looking up to you in a certain way. And so when you do get that feedback and it does feel really good because you know, you're actually, even if you're only motivating five out of the 20, Hey, you know what? I've done something right. Mm -hmm. You know, and at least so, that five will give you um, better results or like you said, will level up and give themselves better results because right. they're, they're more driven they're more purpose directed. They're right. Their per, their performance just excels when you when they feel like they've been recognized. And what I'll do is give out awards at every meeting for um, most improved or you know uh, just different awards for uh, the highest sales. We'll do actual data 
database and then we'll we'll do kind of like i said most improved and things like that and attitude and personality um and people want to be recognized during those meetings in front of everyone uh so they're, they're going to try harder for the next um quarter or they're going to perform better or you'll see you'll just see the results uh in the data and it'll just you can tell that everyone's working a little bit harder together that's really nice crystal i could tell you would be just the most amazing boss like <laughs> you know just leader because and it's even you say like management you know you're like leader you use the term leader as opposed to boss or management because you know what that means you know how important mm -hmm. it is and sometimes leaders get the management kind of goes to their head and they forget about the purpose insofar as leading their team and, and helping people because it's not about it's not all about just the bottom line which is inevitably right. why we're all there but you know you've you help shift focus and i think that's really important that if people are performing in, in if they're in a happy environment if they're empowered if they're if they're feeling inspired and if they're you know driven they're going to hit and exceed the targets that you've set them easier than correct. if you're like throwing it down their throat you need to hit <laughs> you know it's just correct yeah you know. no absolutely i agree one of the biggest things that i write on my uh whiteboards when i start a new you know or have my office is uh people product profit first your people you know, you gotta look after your people first, and then you know you have to look after your product, and then we look at our profit and see where we are in terms of of reaching our our goals. But people first, and that's hundred yeah. percent. And I can't change that. I won't change. That's non negotiable for me. I totally uh, agree. People. I totally agree. But I think you know, you and I come from exactly the same background, from working in hospitality and like working in bars in New York. Like, hello, yeah. like you know, and the reality <laughs> yeah. is when you're working in a bar in New York, you have to look after your customers because you don't get paid a wage, you get paid tips. And if you don't get tips, Correct. you don't get paid. So if you don't look after people, right. you don't, you know, if you're not nice you're not to people, you're not making money. <laughs> so right. I've I've always felt like it was one of the biggest um, learning opportunities for me in my life working uh, working in New York because I well I loved it so much and it's like oh my god this is New York but just that you know your 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 pay is based on how good a person you are and it's based on looking after your customers now I know when you say people it's it's looking after your staff but mm -hmm. if you don't look after your staff right they don't look after the customers. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, that that's in turn when they look after the oh, customers, absolutely. then you make profit mm -hmm. and you turn product. So it, it all really fits in together, right? It's, it all cycles together, right? It's simultaneous. Uh, when you say people as a leader, you're taking care of your people, but in, in return, we are taking care of our guests, which is always number one, you know? So you got it bang on, correct. Yeah. So, okay, so you've like, you've had an amazing career and it's been so varied around the world in, in different positions. Um, what's the biggest hurdle, Crystal, that you've ever come across that's kind of, you know, really been a, a turning point or a learning opportunity for you? This is one I struggle with and I still, um, to this day, I still think that uh, 
it was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do in one of my careers. And we had gone through a transition of, um, at the time, the company that I was with was transitioning uh, and changing management. And so we were going through a series of layoffs. So we had to, I had a team of 40 and I think I had to lay off about 12 individuals and lay off, let them go, not furlough, you know, completely just lay them off. And I think that is one of the biggest challenges that I've ever had to uh, go through in my career, my 15 years of leadership. Uh, it just, it's never something that you, that is easy. It's a difficult conversation. It has to be done. It was, it was a company decision, but we also have, we can't just say it's a company decision. You have to have this conversation and not what supporting the company, you know? And so, uh, at the time we had an HR, um, uh, we had an HR team that would kind of put together the documents in which what you had to say, uh, but I didn't want to come out scripted. You know, I wanted to come out to these individuals and let them know that this is the reasons why and how valuable they are to, were to us and are to us and anything that, that I could do in the future to help and any recommendations. And, and so it was just a very, um, difficult time for me to navigate because after every single one, you know, I, I needed to take a, a time for self-reflection to, to make sure that I, you know, uh, communicated and was very transparent with them on what, what was happening. It's never easy to, to let someone go. It's never going to be one of those things that is, that's the hardest part of your job, but you also have to learn to navigate it and uh, get it done gracefully while still supporting the company that you work for, you know, and not throwing blame and not having any hard feelings and things like that. That's yeah, that's really tough. That's, but that's part of management though too, right? Isn't it? Like it's, you know, you right. get the good times, the fun times with leading a team, but then you, it's not always fun. It's, it's, it's right. It's, you've got those hurdles that you've got to, you know, you got to overcome. Those are the things that you are going to have to learn. But with that, through that uh, comes clarity and how to navigate, you know, the, the new jobs and the, the new opportunities that come knocking on your door because I had what I learned from that and, and how much stronger I am because of that. You know, I, I definitely feel that it was a, a growing point for me. It was, um, you know, it's never easy, but I am stronger because of it. And I learned a lot from it. Okay, so you say that you're stronger as a result of it. Um, I feel, I feel, because I love women and I love like what we bring to the workplace and how we treat things differently. And I loved that you said you had to take a moment of, of, of self-reflection after each one that you weren't just like, okay, right, let's go. Bang, bang, bang. You know, sorry. Right. You got to go. And you're personal and because you care. And I think like that goes back Correct. to all of these things. You care so much about your people, about your customers. Like we live in a world where a lot of people don't care. They don't give a shit. Like they're just out for themselves. They just want to do whatever they want to do themselves, Crystal. And, and, and they don't really care about the implication to others and, and, and what that right. means. So I think with women and, and, you know, it's not all women, but sometimes, but we um, can quite often use our intuition to guide us and, and to lead us and to help us in situations. Can you recall a time that you used intuition that, um, that really helped you kind of? A hundred percent. I, and I, and I hate to generalize women because I, I do think that men have 
uh, intuition as well, but a hundred percent can say that I have used intuition. I have intuition and I, I would, I, and I want to make sure that I don't uh, confuse this, you know, with emotion because intuition and emotion are very different. And one of the things I wanted to discuss with you was emotional intelligence as a woman leader, intelligence as a woman leader, because, um, which we can go back to, but, uh, so not to confuse emotion and intuition. I have used intuition on so many levels, on so many different times where, you know, I said, okay, I need to stop for a minute. I need to reflect, is this the right thing to do? You know, and your first, that first initial thought that came, that comes through, that's always, for me, has always been pretty much the right, the, the right way to go. And, and that's always based off of my intuition. So, um, yeah, I think, I think intuition is definitely, uh, it's important, you know, um, and especially as women, like we may say women, women's intuition, I think it's a, is a, it's a real thing. Now, when I say having emotional intelligence, I think it's important not to act on emotions uh, when there's a time and a place. And one of the things as a woman leader, I have been called or has been directed in my, to me several times is, is being emotional. And so whilst we can have compassion and we can be, you know, you know, kind to our team, we also need to be assertive and, and not get overly emotional with these things. And that's the, the, the part that made me stronger when I say I had to do these layoffs. Uh, I do it with, I, you know, I understand the emotion that's coming from it and you don't let that get in the way. So if there's a time that you can say, hey, am I acting out of emotion right now? Or am I acting out of a clear mind? And I think that's important for women leaders that aspire to be, you know, a leader for 200 plus uh, team members to, to make sure that they're not acting out of their emotions, to make sure that they are uh, taking a, a moment, a step back and, and being aware of what they are feeling before they respond and make a quick decision. That's true. I really, I really like that, Crystal, because too often, like as a female leader, you are bombarded with, oh, you're emotional, oh, you're a bitch, oh, you're, you're this, oh, you're too this, or you're too that. You know, there's so much pressure that, 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 that our male counterparts don't get because, right. oh, like they get away, oh, he's a man or he's a, uh, he's a whatever. Right. But like, oh, she's, you know, it's always kind of with a negative connotation, which is not fair. Um, and it, it, so it does make it harder that you have to be more in tune 100%. with what you're, how you're behaving, that you almost need to like tick a box. How am I, am I behaving emotionally? Huh. Or? Huh. Yeah. Is this emotional? You had to kind of check, check yourself, right? You have to check yourself, put yourself in a quiet room for a moment um, because things get heated and I'm very passionate. And so mm -hmm. I'd like to say, don't confuse my passion for emotional, you know, be, me being emotional, but I will tell you, Ash, I have all my life with my experience, I worked around men and men have been, you know, top of, I am the only female beverage manager for P&O for this company that I work for. You know, there are very limited amounts of female leaders, you know, in the company. And uh, I can say firsthand, but that's all I've struggled with, you know, being part of the man's club because this is the man's club. Whenever I lead beverage operations, 
the rest of my colleagues that I have to work with, all seven of them are men. And, and we come together with ideas and all of a sudden they're looking at me like, who, who, who's this woman? You know, who, who are you? You know, and so it, it, it doesn't bother me as much as it used to when I was younger. Now I go in there with uh, my experience and I, and I have that experience as kind of my shield. So I'm like, no. <laughs> this is how it's going to happen. You know, this is how it's going to happen. Um, but I think it's still important. One of the things that you have to learn is to make sure that you are being aware of your emotions at, at all times when you're in these kind of positions, uh, because you're going to get labeled. You will get labeled. Mm. Period. It's it's very difficult. And I love I loved what you said about don't um, don't mistake my passion for emotion because you're a very passionate woman and and because you, you care about your staff you care about mm -hmm. your customers you care about your product about the end game and um you're always wanting to do the right thing or the best thing um and yeah that's it can be difficult i i love i i really love your um, your your take on that crystal because it's not easy it's not easy to be a woman so in in a in a in a position like that and i think i'm i'm excited to to have the opportunity to interview women like you who who overcome these kind of situations and that can inspire up and coming women younger women who are who are you know will find themselves in those situations in the future what kind of advice would you give to to anybody who you know i suppose firstly maybe wants to see themselves or, or, or likes the idea of a career in the in the uh, uh cruise ship industry um or potentially sees themselves as a as a female executive amongst mm -hmm. Like a, a lonely female executive at, at the boardroom table, amongst you know, just surrounded by men. How do you mm -hmm. get your passion across? Because clearly, you do, and you're doing an amazing job. Congratulations! Thank you. I my advice is to stay resilient. Period. Stay resilient. You know, fight back. And I don't mean to fight back as in, uh, you know, just vengeful type of thing not you know do you judge if, if what you're fighting for is right and you know that you're right and you have a stance and you have something to say let your voice be heard right be resilient hey this is not working this is what we need to do right and so stay resilient get back up again hey and i make my fair share i'm not a mistake you know <laughs> i do so but you learn from them you don't say oh i'm gonna go hide in the closet and never come out again because i've made mistakes you know you you get back up again you stay resilient and you gain experience and you admit when you've messed up you say hey i made a mistake that didn't go so well but you know what i learned this is how I'm going to do it better next time. And that's what I tell my team members, you know, when they make mistakes and they come in and they apologize and they're like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, don't apologize. What did you learn? Okay. Let's move forward. Let's, this is over. You did it. You did it incorrectly. It's okay. Let's move on from it. You know? And so the advice is stay resilient. Don't back down. Um, but I also have to credit my, my mentors that are men that have supported me so much along the way they stand up for me and it, when people are kind of looking at me as that lone wolf woman you know uh my mentors will say no i mean you know they give they have so much support um and they will put they will take me back and set me aside and say hey 
uh, tone it down a notch, <laughs> you know, or reel it back in yeah. or, Hey, no, if, if you think that that's wrong, go fight for it, you know? And, um, I can give several examples of when I was on projects and, um, um, there were changes that were being made on the cruise ship and, and I found some discrepancies in the data and that were not, you know, that were, were really affecting the teams that were affecting the teams, you know, so I went back to my mentor and I said, or my boss and I said, Hey, this is not working. We need to call this out. Now us knowing that if we called this out, it was going to open a big can of worms that was going to get very uncomfortable for a lot of people. But the right thing to do was to, to call it out. So he said, not only will I support you, I want you to, I want to be there when, you know, when you do bring it up and I want, because you're the subject matter expert on the data, I'll step back and let you do it. But you know, I do want you to do it. And so I have to credit those men mentors that have, have supported me along the way, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not just, you know, it's not just the, there's, there's there's great male leaders out there that are supporting us women in our oh, models. I I totally agree, Crystal. Like some of my um, some of my greatest mentors in in life and throughout my career have been men as well, for sure. I don't because the high heel hustlers is for women. I always like to to talk, but I I, I love them. I love. I never mean to be man bashing or anything like that, but <laughs> I, 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 I don't want you to feel I, that way at all. No, I love men. No, <laughs> I, 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 I agree. I, I am, I am the biggest man basher though. You know, like I'm not, <laughs> but, not but I love that, what you say though, I because I'm a man basher in, in real time when I'm there, I'm like, no, 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 with them, you know, because I, it's hard sometimes. I do feel very alone when I don't have any women colleagues that I can vent to. So, but yes, I see what you say. But, but I love what you say though, because you know, tone it down. Because you know, in order for it to be respected, you know, unfortunately, it's like you, it's like talk about the emotional intelligence. You need to be emotionally intelligent so that you can check yourself and where am I at with this? Because we can be passionate. Mm -hmm can be confused with emotion. Where am I at? What, what am I displaying? And I think, you know, as a young woman growing up in business, it's important to be so aware of who you are and what you're displaying and what make you light a fire in your belly and what drives it forward. But if you have that, like, you know, that trusted male person on your team, um, you know, generally somebody is who's above you, um, who can guide you as to where you need to go, who will look after you into, you know, helping you upskill if they and if they see that that's what you want to do quite often they will like and and you know i really love how you say they'll just keep you in check too because sometimes right you need a little bit about passion <laughs> can be too much for others like and 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 that mm. makes it hard i love that. absolutely so there's so much interesting information and i loved how you you spoke at the beginning crystal about you know how you have to bring together you know housekeeping and you have to bring together you know the cleaning department and you need to bring together like all of these different departments uh, to, to 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 play so it's not just managing your own team members and, mm -hmm. and keeping them like fired up and, and good to go for the day but you're also you know have to have good relations with with all of these other teams and how do you guys manage that like how many people are employed on a on a cruise ship like would you would you know all the employees or is that like no way that you could oh, do that it's very 
I would have to say so. It, d- it depends. Because when I worked for Royal Caribbean, that's a much bigger company. And, and there's no way that you'll ever be able to, to know all of the employees. Uh, those are bigger cruise ships. What I enjoy working about with the company that I work for now, p uh, it's a, a smaller community. And so you will get to know, I mean, I know, you know, I will know all of my colleagues. I'll know all of, you know, the F&B managers throughout the fleet, the hotel managers. Uh, those are all the executive uh, senior level officers. But um, what I do when it comes to like your crew, you know, you're not going to get your, it's very rare that you're going to have time to meet all of them. You know, you could have on board, you'll have about 2000 crew members and then about 3,000 guests, right? So that's, yeah. we're dealing with 2,000, wow. about 2,000 crew members, right? And so uh, to collaborate, you know, it's a matter, it's one easy word, and it's called respect. And you respect each other, and you're kind to each other, and we're all here for one common goal. So if I ask a certain department for something, and I get pushback, uh, you know, I have to remind them, um, you know, the shared goal that we're here for, and it is the guest. And if we, if the guest complaint is going to go towards that department, I'm going to do everything I can do to help, you know, how can I help you? And so you learn from the beginning, you, you learn to respect each other to what, how can I help you? What do you need from me? You know, whatever I can, whatever I can do. And, and that's just a culture. And that's, what's so amazing about that. Um, to have that culture. So uh, it, when I come and I say land life, when I come back to land life and I work, uh, uh, <laughs> it's a funny term for us ship life people, but when we say land life and I come back, I choose to return back to land, uh, I, I'd like to bring that with me to make sure that I, I nurture those relationships with my um, colleagues uh, and respect each other to, to, to make sure that we're helping each other to, in result, bigger picture, we're all, we're all looking for we're all, we have a common goal. Crystal, that is so beautiful. That's, it's really profound because it's something, you know, I, I guess it's why we get on so well because we're so similar in our values. And I think that it's often forgotten in business, like that you're all working for the end result and that people push mm-hmm. back. No, that's not my job. And, you know, again, mm-hmm. I bring it back to when you, when you come from, F and B, or you, you've worked on, you know, having worked as a bartender or and and a waitress, like you know, you pick up the glasses. I don't care whose job it is. You pick up the glasses. You you mop the floor. Right. You look after your customer. You serve them the food. Like you do whatever you can, no matter whose job it is, to make sure that they have a good experience because it reflects right. yeah, on you because you work there, mm-hmm. um, regardless mm-hmm. of if it's my job or your job or his job or whatever. It's um, it's all part of. The, the the customer experience and customer is king yeah but you have to respect those that you're working with too i really love that oh crystal it's just it's been amazing um speaking with you i think there's so much to learn and and your knowledge and your experience is so vast um i can only say that the people who work with you and and you know anybody coming into the cruise ship life would be really lucky to have you as their manager because because you care i'm going to go back um to i guess the beginning of our conversation just to 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 finish off because i loved how you spoke and we kind of we carried on uh, a little bit after that but you, you mentioned about like how you help them level up 
that that's mm-hmm. that's something that's important and i think sometimes um people don't necessarily think of that within their career and you know sometimes when you're working in food and beverage you're like oh well that's what i do there's not always opportunities to level up but there's not always people to help you level up or people who care about that so can you give me an example about like how like why you're inspired to do that and 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 how you go about you know doing it in in the workplace and what kind of results maybe that you've had I think um one of my biggest things is that people took a chance on me you know I like we've discussed in the past I came from you know I've worked the, the, the food like all the different I've worked up the ladder you know I started as a bartender waitress bartender went to a supervisor role went to a manager role now I went to HR and went to a general manager role now I'm senior beverage for you know dinner what I could say is like a district regional manager role right and so my next role will be F&B director and then hotel director which is almost second to the captain you know it's a it's a and so for my executive level I feel so fortunate that people took a chance on me you know that were leveling me up that said hey you're good at this let's take that skill set let's nurture it and let me help you get here and so from because of people doing that for me, I'm inspired to do it for other people. And if that's, if that's all I can give back and that can be my story, then that's success. I don't need, you know, to make thousands, millions of dollars. I am happy with like influencing and inspiring people. So what I want to do is, is find someone that I can be that mentor to, to have people look up to me. And, and it's great. I, I have had letters and, emails from my girls on the cruise ships that have I didn't even know were inspired and then then that's so beautiful and so um being able to make an action plan I sit them down and say okay where do you want to go how are we going to get you there and taking chance on them so I created a an internal promotional program for my teams on board where I said okay anybody here's your opportunity anybody that wants to level up you know, come see me. Here's your chance because you're not going to get this opportunity one-on-one coaching with anybody else on this, uh, on, you know, any other beverage manager because they just don't have the time. So, you know, I offered my time, come in here and, uh, you know, the amount of people that I got and I, I committed, I made that commitment to make their action plans, sit down, develop them one-on-one. And uh, yeah, some of them have gone off to be, to get promoted, to see, to, you know, team leaders going into assistant bar manager roles. I have got, you know, I've gotten callbacks from, you know, from other managers asking for recognition letters or uh, recommendation letters. You know, it's been incredible. And to see that your little, it's like seeing your little children graduate, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. And, and that's, that's such a big, that's my, probably my biggest part that I want to leave is, hey, how can I level you up? Thank you for taking a chance on me. Let's get somebody else there you know that's amazing crystal so lovely congratulations and i think that your legacy will live on for a long time with with that kind of an attitude and you know people will never forget that i guarantee you that so many of those that you've mentored will always use you as one of those people that they'll say i'm so inspired or i have been so inspired by crystal because she did this and she took time um, that's really oh, well, beautiful congratulations I hope so I hope so you know thank you so Crystal 
what now? What now? Like, I know we're, we're locked on land. <laughs> we're locked on land and we'll be back out there, you know, hopefully. But like, can you see your life at sea forever? Or like what? Like, I know that's really hard to say because you, you, you love it um, and you've tried land life for a while. And, you know, you're, you've been here for quite a few months now with the lockdown and stuff. But um, what are you, are you just open to whatever I'm, may come along? I'm... I am. And that's what, one of the things I've loved about my life is that I'm so open. I'm so flexible. You know, I've been doing a few uh, um, kind of interviews and they're, so are you open to relocation? I'm like, sure. Where? Anywhere. International, in the U.S., it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, so what now? Ah, gosh, I don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty. And what, that's been one of the hardest things to navigate. Uh, I think one of my biggest things is to trust. Trust that whatever's going to come along is going to come along and that's where I'll need to be. Um, but I am open to opportunities. I'm, I'm open to, if there's something here on land that really suits, oh, sorry. Uh, if there's something here on land that really suits, you know, my values and what I believe and, and I, and then I am so open to settling down and being ready for that part of my life. I can't see myself at sea forever. You know, um, although I would love to continue my travels, I think there has to be an, 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 an cutoff time at some point, but I haven't really, I haven't really put much thought into that. I think the pandemic has forced that, uh, you know, thought for me now, which is good because um, you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So though, although I might be a little uncomfortable at the moment, you grow from that, uncom from that uncomfort and uh, I have and uh, trust that, you know, whatever I am where I need to be at the moment. So um, well, I'm so, excited for you and for who, like whatever happens, you, you, you can be back on the cruise ships in October anyway, but you have a few months to, you know, sprinkle some crystal fairy dust into businesses <laughs> who, who need it. Like how many, how many, you know, people are out there right now who need some leveling up? People like, you know, yeah. I, I just read an article last night, there's 44 million people unemployed in the U.S., 44 million right. it's, it's you know I, I don't know what that's like almost like 10 percent of the population it's it, it's 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 yeah it's just incredible to see what's happening at the moment and it's really it can be it can be nerve-wracking you know for people but I think that people are out there like you know just don't give up and continue to 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 to, to use this time to grow yeah. like you know take a new course learn something new mm. um, whatever it is you know um uh, don't waste it that's for sure I totally agree but you know you and I both level up all the time we, we and that's what the high heel hustlers is all about it's about giving women the opportunity to to upskill through learning about sales and mindset and getting all of the fundamentals right to to go forward and really have that um have the the confidence to move forward and not be held back by uh limiting beliefs right yeah, yeah. yeah so is there something that I've asked that I should have asked that I that you would like to talk um, about? I don't. Uh, we were we were kind I was kind of I think we were touching base a little bit on um uh you know your my motivation and things yeah. like that and I think like what motivates me to keep going and I think it's great to like just like I said like 
the inspiration is to the success is to inspire others you know and and this this for for me to have this time with you this is incredible this is inspiring this kind of stuff motivates me like i'm literally going to get off this call and <laughs> jump into like how can i develop you know who needs help who's out there that needs some development you know because so what motivates me is is people like you uh you know things like this podcasts like these um some of my favorite podcasts are like those coaching for leaders ones you know i, I follow a lot of these motivational speakers and 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 i think yeah i think keep doing what you're doing because this is amazing well so i think we should collaborate you. on a course because um you have such amazing management and leadership experience um and i think it, we should we'll probably talk about that um because that could be really um helpful to so Absolutely. many people with with your beautiful outlook and about like you know how you can shine a light into people's lives i think that people can learn a lot from you and i think so much oh. to give so much to give really you inspire me so much crystal really really do um it's <laughs> you're welcome it's traditional for uh for me to ask all of my interviewees who are always female your favorite pair of heels um i'm, I'm why are they your favorite heels and how do you feel when you're in them? Because it's something I feel because like the high heel hustlers, I, you know, and you know me, even when I was, you know, in <laughs> on crutches when we lived in China, I was this still wearing like a heel. On on heel. heel. <laughs> I was still like one heel at a crutch. <laughs> so I've always Take yeah. her out of her heels. <laughs> yes. You know what? I wear I wear I work on the cruise ship. Mm -hmm. And I wear heels every single day with my uniform. You know, I wear a pencil skirt and heels. And mm -hmm. so I, I understand. And it, it doesn't, it's not, <laughs> I feel like it, it's not a generalization or a stereotype. This is like the power. It's empowerment, you know, to wear it, to, to wear that stiletto. So uh, obviously a black leather Louboutin pump is always going to be like the standard mm -hmm. go-to I love, you know, because that's just the classic work mode heel. So I think that's a favorite. If I'm not going in work mode, it always has to be a high stiletto ankle strap. A high stiletto, an ankle strap, beautiful. I love that. It's classic. Um, so that would be my look. Mm, I love it. You've always been very, very classic. And like I say, we have a very similar style and taste. Um, Crystal, it's just been, it's been so lovely to speak with you. Thank you so much for um, coming on to the show. Uh, it's been wonderful to interview you. And I know you are going to inspire so many people. And I can't wait to, to get feedback on, on this uh, particular episode and, and also to wish you oh, well with you. your career thank and you. the next steps. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today, Crystal. You were absolutely amazing and so engaging. If anybody would like to connect with Crystal, I have included her LinkedIn profile in the 
show notes. So please like and share this episode. If you want to reach out, if you've got any questions about the cruise ship industry, about how to level up in hospitality, or if you're interested in the um, course that Crystal and I are putting together in leadership, um, please reach out and, um, and get in touch any questions that you have. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, We hope that you've enjoyed the episode as much as we have enjoyed making it. Have a wonderful rest of day and we will see you next time.